Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Please get in touch with your survivor stories or thank you letters. You can reach us at contact at whydoyouthink.com or on Instagram at emily underscore lang underscore UK. Hello and welcome to Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends? My name is Emily Lang. I'm an actress, writer, singer, codependent, returnee from rock bottom and a gratefully recovering addict. And this is the podcast where we aim to rid the shame. The highs and lows and deadly blows that ultimately led us to the lessons that we never knew we needed to learn but are so grateful that we did. So, comparing and despairing. In an industry where you are your own commodity, it's very difficult to not look sideways and take it very personally when others are more successful than you. Ultimately, you could not exist on anyone else's road, but it's hard not to want another person's journey when you feel like you are falling behind. But if I have learned anything, and I've said this before and I will say it again, what is for you will not go by you. You have to trust the road that you are on and know that you are being led to the right place. Jack, Barry and I are discussing all this and more today. Okay, so (laughs) it is... August 2022. August 2022. I like to do a little introduction about what was happening in the specific time that we're going to be talking about. But August 2022 was a fucking terrible month because my birthday is in August. And August 2022 went down as one of the like worst birthdays I've ever no. had. I know. It was, it was, it was horrendous but I have a history of bad birthdays it was a whole thing but um, why was this one so bad oh my god there was so much (laughs) summer birthdays the dream (laughs) I was sat there in my room just crying a whole other story but it is August 2022 and we are in Edinburgh at the Fringe at the Fringe yeah yeah Yeah. um 
Mickey might have joined the chat already, guys. Um, but we are at Edinburgh 2022, August. And in this moment, Jack, why do you think you've got no friends? I feel, well, uh, yes, uh, Edinburgh is always like just uh, such a stressful time for like most comedians, I think. And I, I don't know how many comics you've had on this podcast, but so many. I think many of them will tell you that it's, uh, it's where, it's where uh, emotional breakdowns happen it's where they were born i think it's the source of emotional breakdowns yeah i think uh it's just um my mum calls it my mum's a psychologist oh what's happening who doesn't believe in therapy if but that's something we can talk about (laughs) later and uh, she uh she says there's a thing called conference syndrome Mm. which is when you're in a if you're at a professional conference surrounded by all your peers and colleagues, mm. you just feel like a worthless piece of shit because yeah. it feels like everyone else is so much better than you, so much more successful than you, so mm. much more clever than you. Mm. And uh, Edinburgh is just like a perfect melting pot of that. You spend like the best part of the year writing your show, mm. taking it up there, mm. and then it's just, yeah, it's just like a... a, a you're just exhausted the whole time you're up there. Mm. But also it's like everything that everyone says to you about don't compare yourself to other people, you know. Just focus on your own journey. Don't look at other people's journey. Don't look at social media. <laughs> but if you've been to Edinburgh during the Fringe, every single surface of the city is plastered with someone else's face. Yeah. It's like posters on every single thing that you look So everywhere you go, you're looking at everybody else's yeah. success. And it's like throughout the month, like different stars keep appearing on everybody's... Oh, so so has got five stars in that paper. So yeah, has got, yeah, yeah. oh, look, so-and-so's added an extra show because they've sold out. And it's just, it's impossible not to constantly compare yourself to other people. Yeah. And it's just, it just sends you absolutely loopy. I and I think, yeah, this year was like a particularly, I've had like somewhere they've been really good, but I think post-pandemic, yeah. having had two years of like not having to think about it and then being thrust back into it this year, I found it absolutely terrifying and exhausting and uh yeah august was bad but actually coming back in september that was when i really yeah uh went to pieces (laughs) it's like a little like come down from it yeah i think so and just like suddenly feeling like oh right i've spent all of this year working towards this one thing right and was it worth it right and uh just sitting at home feeling like just an absolute worthless piece of shit and also feeling like I've got no friends. The, 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 stupid, <laughs> the stupid thing also is like, after that, when you've just been like surrounded by other comedians for a month, all you yeah. really want to, you're, you're like, well, I don't want to speak to another comedian for like another, yeah. for at least a month. I'm going to completely cut myself off from any other comedians. Mm. And so like, I just sat at home feeling terrible and depressed for like mm. a month. Mm. And then mm. after a month, I finally saw some other comedians and mm. they were all like, oh yeah, we've all been feeling exactly the same way. Mm. But everyone was like, I don't want to speak to any other comedian. And it was mm. like, oh right, we actually all could have helped ourselves through these feelings that we were having. But uh, because it was so like traumatizing, uh, I just sat at home feeling like I was alone. And yeah. I was the only one going through this thing. So yeah. <coughs> An intense, bleak way to start a podcast. No, but that, that, that was what I was going for. Absolutely yeah. not at all. I think it's so relatable. It is so relatable. Because the thing is, 
And it doesn't really matter what you do. I've spoken to so many people who work in different kinds of environments and they still feel the same. It is that thing of compare and despair. And there yeah. is and there is nothing. And as much as people are like, it's fine. It's And I say it to people all the time. I can't take my own fucking advice. Also, it's stupid advice because it doesn't work. Yeah. When you go like, I just don't, just like, don't think about it, don't think about it. it you can't, you can't know Yeah, what. the only person you've got to compare yourself to is you <laughs> one year ago. And it's like, yeah, well, he's a prick as well. Well, I don't, that doesn't help me, does it? We're both losers. Even when you're knob. Yeah, but, we're both having a terrible time. But it's really, really, it's really hard, and I think it 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 sort of spans out to to so much of when you are in an environment with loads and loads of other people doing the same thing, and it's it doesn't. It, you're constantly on like high alert of who what's doing well yeah. and should you be doing that and oh fuck is it embarrassing that like my show hasn't sold out when yeah, exactly. when this this thing and so you you're just constantly doing this like bashing yourself yeah and everybody else is doing the exact same it, it completely and, and the problem is is when you're comparing yourself to other people mm. it, it's not like you're just comparing yourself to one other person mm. you're comparing yourself to everyone yeah so it feels like so when that happens of course you're not doing the same as all of your peers yeah. you know like you have like your own successes yeah because you're only one person and one person can only really have so many successes yeah but when you get into that mode of like comparing yourself to other people yeah it's like it's like when you look at social media it's like oh everyone is you're looking at like a hundred people yeah. in one go yeah. and it's like well of course then it feels like completely overwhelming that they're doing so many things that you're not doing. Mm, mm. Because, of course, it's like impossible for you to do all of that. Mm. But it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it is an exhausting I mindset. It's really funny, this thing as well, like going, everybody is feeling the same, even though you don't, you think you're very, very alone in this. Because it's almost like quite a shameful, you think it's sort of sh like a slightly shameful thing. Yeah. Like, it's not that I don't want other people to do well, it's just I want to be doing like as well. well exactly. Um, there's success for everybody. There's success, there's, we can share. There's not a finite amount of this, like toss some over. But um, I remember as, as well being an actor for so long and <laughs> like my stepmom coming to see coming or seeing shows when maybe I wasn't working and then we go oh gosh that person who's like a contemporary of mine that person I don't know Paula yeah <laughs> was, Paula, was, Paula. Oh, she bitch. was she was amazing because she was amazing and I want to be like no because Paula's just doing the thing that she always does yeah 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 and, yeah. Like, and actually it, it's, it's she's just done that because like that's the one thing that she can do she's not amazing and, and, and like, she's not doing anybody, anything new she's not doing anything new Paula's and, been doing the same thing since drama school <laughs> And I'm literally, and I want to like defend it, even though it's just so fucking stupid. But there, there's this thing of when we are all, you feel like, I read an article once years ago, and it's really stuck with me about this. And then they talked about um, being in your tent in Antarctica, feeling so alone, being like, there is no one out there. No one. And then if you unzipped it, you see all the other tents, and you could just have a massive fucking party in Antarctica and kind yeah. of get yourself through it together. But you think that you can't, because you're sort of alone in these thoughts, when actually everybody feels the I know, same. I know. And I don't know why it's not more comforting to know that everybody's feeling the same way. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because... I mean, not, yeah, I don't know. To be all, like, 
smash the system. But mm. it, it's very, it's, it's capitalism, I think, is a big part of it. It's like we are all kind of, it's drilled into us that we're all like at these sort of isolated people, you know? Mm. It's like we've had this like, especially in this country, like ever since Margaret Thatcher, we've had this like steady erosion of like the idea of a society. It's like we're all individual people and we're all just like mm. out to make our own gains and we're all our own. And that's really, I think like, social media and like this sort of grind culture that we've got now, it really makes you feel like you're your own product. So yeah, everybody's yeah, yeah. out and you, you, you've got to make gains and you've got to be grinding every yeah. day. And, you know, we, we put so much like of our self-worth in our like productivity yeah, yeah. and our successes. And I think that's why so many of us feel miserable a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah, we are our own commodity. And yeah. when someone literally goes, I don't like it, it's very, and people go, don't take it personally. It's going, but it is literally me. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not like I've drawn a picture. Sorry, artist, I know it's difficult. But like, <laughs> like I, if I drawn a picture and people go, oh, I don't like it, it's so subjective when they go, I literally don't like you. Yeah. It's really hard not to take it personally. I know, I know. And also because... Um, being comedian, being actor, it's, it's, beep. I don't know what you've heard, guys, but it's not <laughs> fucking easy. It's not easy. And so when you are working and when you are doing the thing, you really want it to be as good as possible. Of course. And so when someone goes, oh, that person, oh, Paula's much better than you, you're like, fucking Paula. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, they're not even saying that. They're just saying Paula's good. But yeah, you yeah, can't yeah, help yeah. but feel like, yeah. I'm sure when you're not around, people are saying, Emily's great, but like you're, you're yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. You, all you hear in that moment is yeah. like, well, you're not saying that I'm great. Yeah, to my yeah, face. yeah. You're talking yeah. about Paula, you're Paula. And I bet Paula's yeah. been like, Emily just does the same thing over and over again. Yeah. It is not impressive that people can <laughs> cry on cue. Like, it is just about sensitive tear ducts. Like, can you cry on cue? I read, uh, yeah, I can. Can you? But I can't. I it's, a, it's, a, it's a great talent. But it's not, it's literally not because of emotion. It's because I have something wrong with my eyes. Whereas if I. Like, you, so you're constantly holding back the tears rather yeah. than. Really? It's probably how I got misdiagnosed <laughs> <laughs> it's constantly streaming tears <laughs> no I do I do have like it's a very weird talent that I can just go like I've done it a couple that's of times that's so useful does it get you out of like train train tickets or anything like yes. that like parking fines yes that's so good not parking because I don't drive oh yeah but, okay. well, you should start but you're... I have I have been on trains where I've gone but I also I didn't remember my rail card I've done it recently which is probably awful but it's also very funny for me. <laughs> is um, I've been on a couple of a couple of dates because girls getting back out there, back out into the wild, and there's been a few times when I've been like, oh God, yeah, I'm not feeling and this. And they've been like, I'm sorry. I, I, and they've been like, oh fuck. <laughs> and and that's gone, what that's like, that's like how you pull the ripcord on a bad date, basically. And I've gone home to my cat. <laughs> pull the parachute right now. I've got to get out of here. And then what's, what um, do you say? I'm just uh, sorry. I've just I just I've remembered something. I just sorry. I'm just a very emotionally available person. <laughs> Everything is just like right under the surface. Um, and it is really really difficult when. You put so much of yourself into something. And if your show gets three stars compared to someone getting four stars, you go, why? What? Why? Well, yeah. And, and also, you, you know that a lot of that is subjective as well. Yeah. And it's like the whole sort of arts industry 
it's it's not really it's not a meritocracy you know oh that's a big word (laughs) (laughs) can we explain that for the listeners well so meritocracy you know this idea that like just you know the the best people do the best I mean meritocracy as a is a lie in our whole society really like you know capitalism is built on this idea of meritocracy that if you're good and if you work the hardest then you will be the most successful but we know that's not the case. Like, people get all kinds of, like, sort of head starts in life or, like, uh, people get help from all kinds of different places. Yeah, yeah. In the arts industry, there's all kinds of different things. But, you know, the people who win awards, mm. they're not necessarily the best people. They're the people with the best PR campaign or they happen yeah. to know the judges or whatever. <laughs> so we know that that's all going on. Yeah. We know that it's not the best people who are doing the best in society. Yeah. But we still tell ourselves that when yeah. we don't do well. We're like, well, it's obviously because I'm a piece of shit and everybody hates me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's uh, it's not the case. I mean, I, yeah, I, I always worry that I sound bitter. I don't want to sound bitter. No, no. <laughs> it's, I don't think it's about being bitter at all. I think it is genuinely going, you, we put so much of ourselves into something. Because I think it's sort of, Tom Lucy and I had this conversation about you know, he was kind of like, this is why I need guys. I was like, I'm just like trying along. This happens to everybody. It's so, so simple. And then when he had his, his mic broke on stage. Yeah. <clears throat> and he was like, and he said it was the worst moment. Was like, he just had this awful, awful thing of going, oh, this isn't easy. This isn't. No. This isn't. Um, I can't just swan my way through this. And I think it's not about being bitter at all it's just going we have to work really hard oh, and, totally. and people don't see that i think people look at it as going this like like you know when there were all the cuts and whoever it fucking was i want to say dominic cummings was like <laughs> said something like tell those fucking dancers they're in like their last yeah and it's because it, it looks like we're sort of farting about but actually so much of ourselves go in, goes into it and it's um it does go and into it's it, really yeah. upsetting it does, yeah it is and it's like what you were saying earlier it's like it's hard to separate yourself from your own art. It's like, if yeah. you are a painter, you can do a painting. Mm. And I saw someone describe it perfectly once. It's like, you you, you know, if you, if you do a painting, mm. you can then leave your painting, you can go to like a coffee shop and order a coffee. Mm. And then you have an interaction as yourself, as a person. Mm. And it's not you, the art. You know, it's not you, the art. <laughs> yeah, but whereas if I get a bad review and then I go to the coffee shop, it's like, that's still me. And then I'm like, I, yeah. I, it's just me the whole time. And if people don't like the art that I'm creating, then yeah. it does feel like they don't like me as a person. Yeah, 100%. But it also, yeah, it's, it's funny what you say there as well, like about how you feel like you're farting around. Because I think then that that makes you then feel more embarrassed. Exactly, if you're exactly. Like, it is a silly job. Of course yeah. it's a silly job to be in the arts, but I think it is an important job. It's incredibly important. Hang me. It's, it's like... like <laughs> sue me. <laughs> sue me. I know it's stupid, but we need artists, and, and I think a society without artists would be really bleak. But at the same time, you know, we all know that we're going into this because we think it's fun, and it mm. is quite a nice... So if you're not having the successes that you feel like especially with Edinburgh, it's like you pay a lot of money to go up there. Yeah, yeah. And then if you don't get the successes that you were hoping for from that investment, Mm. you feel like um, a silly little child who's like paid all this money. Yeah. It's a bit like when you're a kid and you 
rehearse like a little dance routine and then you make your mum and dad come into the living room and you're like watch us do like a little dance but it's like that but you've paid £10,000 to do that and, <laughs> and you're like trying to say that to the whole country you're like look at my dance that I've been rehearsing yeah, 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 mummy yeah. and daddy and then they go yeah it's fine yeah. and you're like oh right I really am they go, I silly fucking hate yeah. improv I could have just got I could have just got a job as a nurse and been like a, a useful member of society yeah but, um, yeah. but instead I've tried to do this just because I've got an ego and I want to have like a nice fun time at work yeah 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 um, so that that makes you feel extra embarrassed and stupid yeah these are all feelings that I was wrestling with when I came away from Edinburgh last yeah. year it was just like but w- um, yeah. and it didn't even go badly that's I'm what, talking that's what like I was it went ask. terribly yeah I got good reviews I didn't get loads of reviews but they were all really good mm. I sold lots of tickets loads of people came to see the show mm. but you sort of it's just like without like then being like the most successful show at the fringe. Right, yeah. There's like 10 shows at the fringe each year that are like the shows. Yeah, yeah. And you know, everyone goes to see them. They get all the best reviews. They get the re- the awards, mm. all this kind of mm, thing. Mm. And you sort of know within the first 3 days of the fringe what those shows are going to be. <laughs> and so I always sort of say going to do the fringe it's a, it's like spending 10 grand on a lottery ticket. Yeah. And you know within the first week whether your numbers have come in and if they haven't then you just got to like do the rest of the month exhaustingly do this show every day knowing that Is there any chance that it will change like do the, uh, do the numbers get drawn again at any point? No, not really. It's no, <laughs> really, like, really, it's like before you get there. You can tell, like, before you get there, who's got buzz, mm, like, mm. what shows have got the buzz. But you have to commit to doing the fringe in like February. Yeah. So you say in February, I'm going to do it. You start paying your money, you pay for marketing, you pay for your, yeah. your flyers, your photos, all this stuff. You start investing the money, you have to get your accommodation. Yeah. And then by like July, yeah. you can tell which shows are going to have a really good fringe. Oh my God, this is so, this is way more political than I thought it oh, was. Oh, it's mad. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's just like that you can just kind of tell like who's got the buzz. Mm. But like by then it's too late to pull out. You're like, well, right, this isn't going to be my year. But I've got, I've already invested all this money, oh, so I've got to go on. I'll just have to do some really good flyering while I'm up there, or like try and do some good tweets, and yeah. maybe one of them will go viral, and then people will want to come see the show. Yeah. But otherwise, it's just like a, a month of like hard graft, like trying to get people in, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a slog. It's really, <laughs> it's- really tough like and I do I really admire anyone who does take something to Edinburgh yeah I've just like never never even considered it yeah because I know how hard it is yeah I mean why would it'd be mad it'd be mad to but I've done it every year for 11 years And at first it was fun. I started doing it when I was a student and then it was like there was no investment, there was no risk. It was yeah. like, yeah, we're doing student show. Yeah, we're all going to get pissed after the show and we're going to have a great time. Yeah. And then suddenly it's like, oh, right, I'm investing loads of my own money and it's my and I'm the brand now yeah. and it's my business. And if people don't come see it, I'm going to lose loads of money and I'm going to feel like a piece of shit. And, <laughs> be like, look yeah. at my dance yeah, and no yeah, one likes yeah. it. Was, yeah, exactly. Mum and dad are like turning around and what, like, mum and dad are sort of like... Keeping an eye on the TV while you're doing the dance. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, can't you turn off the TV, mummy? Like, no, no. no They're I'm just, just live yeah. tweeting how shit it is. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. I never even get really get tweets of like people hating it or anything yeah. like that. But yeah, it's sort of like, it's sort of that feeling that 
Maybe hate would be better than ambivalence. Well, this is <laughs> this is always this is constantly my theory yeah. that I am one of those annoying people who just like tends to live in superlatives and really enjoy superlatives. Yeah. So I either want it to be the best or I want it to be the fucking worst. Yeah. If that's I better. if I hover in mild, I hate like I can't like it. I Mild's the it. worst. That's, yeah, yeah. There's nothing worse than like purgatory. Yeah. Yeah. If I want, if I want to like go see something, I want to see something that has one star. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, I think I do prefer the one star. Yeah, they're star. amazing. Yeah. Go to see a five star comedy show. I'm, I'm hating that. I'm yeah. just like, oh god. I wish I thought of that joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, if I watch like a good comedian, I can just like appreciate the craft, but I don't really enjoy it. If I watch a bad comedy show, I'm having the time of oh my, my life. God. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Throwing shit. Yeah. I'm like, this is great. They, they've got no idea what they're doing. Yeah. I always think like hating someone is one of the nicest things that you can do for them. That is amazing. Yeah. If you've got someone who you like really hate, <laughs> you're like... What, the nicest things that you can do for them because then they... Because then they're, they're, they're existing in, in that... They're, they're properly existing. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly it's what like that, you mean. There's that bit in Mad Men. I haven't really watched Mad Men, but I just know there's like that bit where Don Draper's getting into a lift and this guy goes, I feel sorry for you. And he says, I don't think about you at all. And that's so devastating yeah it's so much worse than him being like I think you're a little worm yeah 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 yeah. I'd rather someone think I'm a little worm than, than not think about me at all that's <laughs> it is it's so true because we spend like because if you're just not seen in any way if you're just kind of like passing by like yeah summer's breeze is alright you just but you never think about it again yeah I would genuinely I would rather that's <laughs> terrible isn't it yeah I know which again is probably it's all tied up with our our sort of that that that's our our society now, mm. isn't it? It's like we're all mm. on social media. Everyone's mm. like posting stuff, hoping that mm. you know lots of people will like their photo. And the the, the thought of not being noticed yeah. is is terrifying. <laughs> but I, I think it's so interesting what you say of being like unless unless it is sort of the best show, unless there's some kind of groundbreaking about it, it's never it's never going to be like completely satisfying yeah. in some way. But and it's the same way that you know people with eating disorders go they they will pick a goal weight. I can guarantee when they reach that goal weight, they'll it will not matter. No, and it, yes, it will move, and they'll just be a new yeah. goal. Yeah, because yeah. there's there's nothing. I mean, Harry Harry Trivaldon, um came on a couple of weeks ago, and he I love <laughs> him. Oh, he's amazing. I just met him the other day. Oh my god, lovely man. Absolutely obsessive. Yeah. But we were talking about how um how much pressure we feel when <laughs> when you when like people go, Oh, should we watch a film? And then you suggest a film and they put the film on and you're on, like, there's no energy going to the film. All of your energy is going, Are they enjoying it? Oh my god, that's awful. It. Yeah. And they look at their phone and yeah, yeah, yeah. dies. And actually I think Harry said that he was in it was in Edinburgh. He was in Edinburgh and he was which says so much about Edinburgh and how he was feeling, but someone <laughs> some point in this movie that he'd suggested didn't even did something like an exhale and wasn't it probably wasn't even about the film yeah and he had, went to another room and cried because no. <laughs> he was like unless this movie changes their life yeah 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 i've put i've put so much on the line by suggesting this film yeah it's so stupid you make the film but you're like, you says so much about me and my taste. Yeah, yeah. Unless I am like thanked for what I have brought yeah, into this person's yeah. into this person's life, I'm gonna think that I'm a fucking failure. He's like, oh my god, I went to the room and cried. Because oh. someone went. <sighs> <laughs> They're probably remembering something that happened ten years ago. Oh yeah, but this is this is the thing. I was gonna say like, um, you know, you're sort of 
this thing about feeling maybe slightly embarrassed um, around, you know, your show not doing, not not being exactly what you want it to be and going, oh, I'm just like, feel fucking embarrassed yeah. about this. And oh my God, everyone's thinking and going, oh God, poor, poor Jack, poor Jack and his pipe dreams. Yeah. yeah you, you think everyone's doing that. And actually everyone's just thinking about themselves oh, and totally. thinking, and you forget. So I'm always going like, oh God, people are thinking about poor Emily. And no one gives a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's fucking thinking about it anymore. There was, um, so I'm doing a song at, I'm just thinking about what you said about doing the little dance. <laughs> um, my brother is getting married. Um, ah. As I'm sure many, many listeners well know. He's getting married. I'm bridesmaid and they... Um, they asked you to do a song? Yeah. That's very fun. Well, no? Yeah. But like, <laughs> I thought I was getting like a high profile spot of going, oh, Emily's going to sing like the first dance. Yeah. Because it's sweet. Yeah. Because it's family, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> they were like, no, we're just like in the service. Just do like do a little, <laughs> do a little song. And I was like... While people are talking. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, guys, I really... It feels like they've gone... Oh, it, and I, um, we're not... It's changed. The whole circumstance has changed. But at the time I was like, it kind of feels like it will be sort of... Okay, Emily's going to get up and do a song. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's had a really tough time. Yeah. So she, everyone just really, really supportive. Yeah, she begged oh, us for this. Yeah, oh, <laughs> she's got to do something in the wedding. Oh, what's she going to do? She's going to do a little song. And I was like, I can't, but that's, that's awful. Because oh, no, the it's thing, so nice it's, though. It's, um, but the thing is, I was like, guys, if you want me to do something in the wedding, get me to read something. The best thing about me is not my voice. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm like an all right singer, but that is not, that is definitely not the best, the best thing. Can so you do some choreography with the singing maybe as well? 100%. Anyway, I've come yeah. up with a whole, with a whole thing. So now in my inability to take anything fucking seriously, <laughs> at first I was like, I'm going to sing Teenage Dirtbag and like, get the yes. whole Yes. But then the guy organizing the music was like, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and because <laughs> when I suggested it, he went, oh, is that a special song to them? And I was like, no. It's a special song to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> What's this got to do with them? This isn't their day, this is my day. This is all about me. <laughs> um, but no, I've I've picked another song that is, that's going to be like funny and nice and I'm going to love actually the shit out of it. That's really fun. Yeah. That's really fun. It's quite stressful doing something. Uh, at someone's wedding as a performer yeah as a, as a performer I was I was best man at a wedding last year my, my, my mate from school and uh, very beautiful wedding and I was very honoured to be asked to be best man yeah. but so, something so stressful about doing it as a comedian yes I had people coming up to me the whole day like with these big shit eating grins on their faces <laughs> like <laughs> comedian oh god we should be selling tickets to this it's going to be the best best man speech ever I was like no <laughs> Lower your expectations right now. This is a different vibe. If, usually if a, if a show's going slow, I do like crowd work and I like roast the audience a little yeah. bit. I can't do that to your nan and like your aunts and uncles who are all gathered here. Maybe like, like, hey, well, who's this piece of shit in the front row? Yeah, like, yeah. It's like, you, you guys together? You guys are yeah, you guys together? Yeah, how long have you been together? <laughs> what, what do you do? Sales? Oh, yeah, get out of here, man. Like, I can't, it's a very different vibe. I'm supposed to be like heartfelt and like, oh, I love you guys so uh, much. What a beautiful couple. Guys, this is an entirely different craft. This you, is not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a whole new skill that I've got to learn. But yeah, it was quite fun. It was funny. I, yeah, afterwards they said, 
Someone came up to me and they were like, oh, most best man speeches, it's like the best man roasting the groom the whole time, but yours was just you roasting yourself. It was like a speech. I was like, it was like, I love this guy and I'm the worst. Yeah. And it was just like, well, that's all I know how to do. It's like self-deprecation. Brilliant. Yeah. So, uh, but it, it was, it was, it was, a, it was an experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's something so stressful about doing that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. But, yeah. So, in this in this fallout from the fringe and... I'm guessing it's just we pick we pick 2022 but has this has do you feel like the the stress the I don't want to say shame but you know those emotions do you feel like it's gotten worse every year or has there been a particular year that was worse um, than others No no I I wouldn't say so I think it's it, it 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 feels like it's been a bit like of a of a roller coaster a bit sort of peaks and troughs Right like First couple of years I, I did the fringe, I felt very like anxious about doing my mm, own show and mm, doing this. And mm. then I kind of learned how to deal with it. And mm. and when I did the fringe in 2019, actually I was I was pretty I felt pretty good and I was pretty like measured. And um uh, and I think I managed to keep my mental health under control. Mm. I started doing therapy in the pandemic. It was like I'd been thinking about it for years. Did that piss your mum off? Yeah, big time. <laughs> Every time I see her, she's like, oh, God, I suppose you've been slagging me off for therapy again, haven't you? She gets so defensive about it. She's like, well, I'm sure that you, you were talking about how awful I am. And ther- of course I am. That's what therapy's for. I'm slagging you off all the time. Slagging you But I say, like, yeah, that's why I, I, I don't know if I could, could have kids. It's too, like, it's an impossible job. Yeah. My parents are great. They yeah. gave me the best start I could have had. Like, they gave me a great upbringing. But they still yeah. fuck me up beyond all recognition. Yeah. It's all their fault. But um Is that like a Philip Larkin poem? Is it? You know, have you ever heard of them? No. They fuck you up, your mum and dad, they fuck you up, they do. Yeah. They pass on all the faults they had and add some extra just for you. That's it, that's it, that isn't is it? it? Yeah, yeah that is it. Perfect. And I'm still trying to figure it out what what and why they fuck me up in this way. <laughs> but but I did it. And so I sort of went into the fringe 2022 thinking. I've had a year. I've had a couple of years off with the pandemic. Yeah, I've had a nice time chilling at home, and now I'm going to go into it with all these new yeah things I've learned in therapy. I've had a, and then it was just it was worse than I ever imagined, and oh. it was like, and I and I I even sort of started getting annoyed with therapy at one point. I was yeah. like, well, what's the fucking point of this? Then yeah, I spent yeah, all yeah, this yeah. money. Yeah, I'm doing all this work, yeah. and actually, I feel worse than I've ever felt before. Yeah, and um. I couldn't, 
quite figure out why. Yeah. I think part of it was just like, you do like years and years and years of this. I did 10 years of The Fringe yeah. before the pandemic and then hit the pandemic. And I think I just wasn't prepared for like getting back to stuff. Yes, well... I think everyone was like, we're back to normal now. Everything's fine. And I didn't feel normal. I didn't feel the same. Yeah. But I was trying to pretend that I was. And I think that like contributed a lot to like that that feeling of just like being completely overwhelmed by yeah. everything. Yeah. I um, There's been a few episodes where we've spoken about the pandemic and, you know, and what it was like for different people in different circumstances. But I definitely, there has been a sort of resounding thing of people who are in the arts of some form where it was a slight relief. Yeah, um, completely. Because there is so much pressure on you all the time. You are hypervigilant, looking for the next job, not knowing where it's going to come from. Like, you know, it's it's every day you're waking yeah. up going, am I going to get a call today? Am I? And then... Well, yeah. And also with social media, it's yeah. like you should be on all the time. Yeah, You should yeah, be yeah. posting every two minutes yeah, or something. Fucking never, it's exhausting. Yeah. And suddenly there was this forced stop yeah and it was like going oh my god thank god yeah oh. completely oh. and, and then it was, thank god for that yeah yeah, yeah it's like a gap year it was it was literally it was this forced stop <laughs> <laughs> people died obviously very sad <laughs> very sad that people died but it was a night it was i had a nice time can I say that? I did love these. <laughs> I think it it was it was and it was the first time I wasn't working when the pandemic started and I had friends who were Yeah. And it was the first time I'd like ever you've been like oh my god there's poor souls who are working because their job has to stop. Yeah. yeah. It's literally the first time ever. And the, but this forced pause of not having to look sideways and anyway see what anybody else was doing completely have that space it was actually a real relief but then coming out the other side of it what i found was that suddenly <laughs> because there'd been this full stop suddenly every motherfucker was free yeah and so and so the jobs that i was going up for the jobs that i was getting were now like in a different category completely. and it yeah, was and yeah. it was suddenly like way harder uh, yeah and it felt way more competitive all of a sudden yeah and yeah, and I sort of said to myself during the pandemic, I was like, God, I'm really going to learn something about this, mm. like work-life balance. And I don't have to say yes to every piece of work that gets offered me. Like mm. I, I, can, I need to pick and choose stuff for, mm. like, for my mental health. Mm. And then as soon as stuff opened up and it felt that, and I was like, <laughs> I need to say yes to literally everything. Yeah. And I was like doing all these random gigs all over the place. I was doing all these bits of work I didn't want to do. Yeah. And I was just like... I was exhausted yeah. and so unhappy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also just felt so disconnected from people generally. Like, yeah. I, I, I think although we were all trapped in our houses, mm. you knew where everybody was. Did you have, did, who were you with when you were there? <laughs> I was, it was me and my partner and oh. we had a housemate. And then we actually had three housemates throughout the course of the pandemic. He, he was there for a while. We'd been, my, my really good mate, Pete, mm. he moved out sort of, um, end of 2020 I think mm. and we had another housemate who came in for a bit and then she moved out mm. summer 2021 I think and mm. then and my house my new housemate moved in mm. we still live together but like okay, yeah well. yeah so it was the three of us mostly mm. and the cat and uh yeah but you knew where everybody was yeah do you know what I mean yeah. it was like there were people that I was talking to who I haven't really spoken to for years mm. you know like Although I know people hated Zoom and it wasn't, it's not as good as hanging out with someone. Mm. But I actually, I was talking to people a lot more yeah. than I do normally. Yeah. So I've got friends from school who live abroad mm. 
And we were, like, doing Zoom calls together, like, every week. Mm. And I was like, fucking hell, I haven't hung out with you in, like, 10 years. And yeah. now we're, like, hanging out every couple of weeks. Yeah. And so I was actually talking to people more. Yeah. And then suddenly everything opened up. Everyone was super busy again doing yeah. their own thing. And I was like, I can't nail anybody down. It's back to that normal thing of, especially living in London, where you're like... Mm. We should go for a beer. Oh, great. Well, I'm free in six months' time. It's yeah. like, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll pencil a date in six months' time. Like, <laughs> And then we that, probably won't do it. And then it, it. <laughs> won't happen anyway. Exactly. So then I was just like, oh, my God, I can't see my friends. I can't see my family. I can't see my loved ones. Yeah. And so I felt very isolated yeah. in that way as well after the, after the pandemic. Mm. And so trying to, like, create something and trying to, like, get back to working... Mm. Whilst feeling very disconnected from everyone was like... It's really difficult. Yeah. It's really, really difficult. It hit everything as well. It's, um, yeah, the, 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 the sort of emotions that I was feeling, especially post the fringe, like, um, it was funny the things that I was starting to feel insecure about. Yeah. That I'd never felt insecure about before. Right. Um, yeah. Like, sort of... Well, well okay, example. well... So me and my partner have a we're in an open relationship. Uh-huh. We've been together for like eight years. I love we, this. Can we talk about this more when the we, microphones are off? We can absolutely talk about this all you want. I love talking about this. Because <laughs> I think that's, yeah. like, that's so cool. Yeah, so we've been together for like eight years. We were together for like three and a half years, monogamous. Mm. And then we sort of just discussed it. And we were like, oh, like, I think maybe we could try mm. being... We, we sort of tried sort of opening up the relationship slightly, like bringing in other people mm. and then sort of doing stuff separately from each other. Mm. And it's really worked and it's been really good. I... And... <laughs> Random employers. <laughs> I was discussing this with someone who I work with at the Pottery Studio. We were like, monogamy works for some people. I like, on it, monogamy, that is you. Namaste. Completely. It, does it, it, it is everyone's own choice. And if you have the luxury to be able to design your own relationship, yeah. fucking go for it. But I personally am not a monogamist. I think a lot of people aren't. Sorry, I... boys. <laughs> <laughs> I think, it gets, yeah, it gets sold to us as like the default. Yeah. And if you're non-monogamous, then you're like a bit weird and that seems to be like the narrative but like yeah. people are all so different they're so different people are so different and so the relationships between two people are going to be they're infinite different ways it could work yeah. so I think you just got to discuss what works for you it is not a one size fits all phenomenon no. guys and I think a lot of the time like that kind of dialogue gets shut down in relationships because yeah. that's kind of what we get told. Like, well, if you're it part- is taboo. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> like, so, babe, do you think she's attractive? No, babe. Uh, I, I only look at you. Like, if I go to the to the zoo, I don't even look at the female animals. Like, I've only ever looked at one woman, and it's you. And and it's like, you know, if you start a relationship by saying you don't find anyone else attractive, you just start your relationship on a lie. <laughs> And you like, and then people are like, he cheated on me. I can't believe it. It's like, well, you told him to lie to you from the very beginning. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and so <laughs> I think uh, that, yeah, I, th- I think just having that, being able to have that conversation with people. Yeah. I say this in my show, like, I have a lot of people come up to me and they're like, oh yeah, I think I, I would quite like to be in a, in a in an open relationship, but I know my my, my partner wouldn't want to. Mm. And I'm like, okay, well, your partner said the same thing to me like two weeks ago. So you guys <laughs> need to communicate better. <laughs> like, you guys need to be able to have this conversation. Um, I can't remember how we got onto this subject. So it was like, my therapist always says it's kind of mad because I have all these insecurities and I have these things that I feel stressed about. And mostly oh, it's professional. It, yeah. and, my, and a lot of the time it's like my professional 
insecurities and and in myself as a person I generally feel okay but mm. I just constantly am worried about how well I'm doing professionally mm-hmm. um and she's always like it's kind of amazing that you you don't feel insecure in that relationship at all like you're fine with your partner going off and having sex with someone or having relationships with other people right um and I'm like, no, because I feel so secure in my relationship with her. Mm. And I feel like we're so strong mm. that that it just doesn't really worry me. Mm-mm. But such was my insecurity in Edinburgh. And afterwards, I actually started to wobble a little bit with that All as well. Them, yeah. It was like one week. Maybe this is too much detail. No, but there was one week where like just after the fringe and she went on a date with someone. and uh, And I just kind of felt terrible I was like well obviously she's going to fall in love with this person and yeah, she's yeah, going to yeah, leave yeah, me yeah, and, and, yeah. and she's going to realise that, that, that anyone is better than me and I'm mm. such a worthless and I'd never felt like that before mm. and it was only because I was feeling this vulnerability because mm. of like mm. the, all, all the professional stuff that I was doing it, it somehow started to like infect other parts of my life yeah, as well but we channel it I like the image I'm seeing in my head is like sometimes well, I don't know it was like in science at school when there would be a big beaker and all these little lines coming off it and then the yeah. lid went down and it's literally like you have all of this stress and anxiety um discomfort and it's it's been put into one place but it can't all stay in that one place because it's too much so it dribbles into other yeah. other little bits and that suddenly are getting um like sparked in a way that they never were before and you're suddenly paying attention to them and going maybe this is the problem fuck and it's really it's suddenly draining when things and it's really upsetting when things that weren't bothering you suddenly start Completely, to bother you exactly yeah. exactly and you're like that was the one thing I had down <laughs> yeah I had that sorted out at least I didn't feel shit about yeah. the way I look like I, I never really yeah. feel bothered about that but suddenly I was like oh. why am I suddenly caring about this yeah yeah oh god it's something else for me to stress about exactly and then it's then there is no respite because no. the places that, that were safe that were comforting are suddenly not because you're finding the problems in them and it is literally because it's coming from a source of real anxiety and yeah and stress that is emanating from a totally different place but we love to place um place things place anxiety on things because it makes it easier to control as well I well believe. i suppose so yeah yeah and it just it sort of it's, i talk about this a bit with my a lot with my therapist it's like i don't get why it feels so comfortable mm. to spiral and and start feeling it's negative. familiar it's familiar it is and i think we kind of just get addicted to that feeling of yeah. like yeah, like you say, it's like, oh, we can control this. And it's like... I'm so much more comfortable way. when... If if I feel happy and things are going well, I'm like, well, what the fuck is this? What's what's yeah. the, what's the glitch in the system here? What's go, what's going on? Well, exactly. Well, what's it going to be? Yeah. So, okay, I'll try and find something now. There's something in the Matrix that's like, that's going win right now. Yeah. And it's... And it's and it's really frightening. It's almost like I'd be more comfortable with the one star review than the five star. Yeah. Because then it's just at least you can you can control it. It's the same way with like my codependency, for example. Um, if someone is 
say so I've I've done something a bit weird and someone goes oh that thing that you did that was really upsetting and I didn't think it was weird I was actually like no I think that was pretty legit what I did I would so much rather accept all the responsibility for it and take all of their pain and all of their upset and be like I'll take it I'll take it because if I take it I can control it yeah 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 and then you know where you're at with it and and, and it can't really surprise you later rather than them spiraling over in their own place about something you've done and be like no 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 take it yes absolutely fuck oh my god I fucked up yeah 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 let me have it let me, it, let me have it and then I can turn it into something for myself and just yeah, tuck it away yeah um, but that's really exhausting it's really exhausting very and not very healthy at yeah. all <laughs> because it's easy to feel like a piece of shit it's, it's, it really is yeah and, and yeah pleasant in a weird way I don't know yeah. I don't know if it's like pushing on a bruise or something and you're just like it, that's exact, that is exactly know? the thing that I said it's like pushing on an ulcer yeah my therapist like, always says like you know when you can feel yourself going into those negative spirals yeah. you just have to focus on something to pull yourself out and I'm like yeah I know what to do but sometimes I literally will be like I'll just give myself 10 more minutes of yeah, thinking yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, the, yeah. I'm the worst worst guy in the world it is almost you have to kind of a lot time to do it and yeah. it, it does sound very weird but I did it when I was in when I was in rehab um do you know I was in I, I didn't know rehab. that <laughs> surprise <laughs> um when I was in rehab I would um I was going through this terrible terrible heartbreak and I would literally have to go I'm gonna give myself 20 minutes today to think about this yeah um exactly so I can't indulge that, that indulge that all those feelings. let them all come let yeah. all those let all those feelings let all those thoughts come and then at least it's and it is just like a little bit of a release rather than going no 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 yeah no. you kind of if you allow it if you literally allow yourself to do it it does um it does it does help it um so at this point in the podcast i like to ask one of my favorite questions which is you know we've talked about the stress and anxiety and how this affects you and how you can feel all those things that you've been feeling but what are the things about you that you really appreciate and love uh, about me personally or about, about my life about you personally Things that I like about me personally. Oh, God, now you're really getting into... Yeah, I know. It's the yeah. worst. I, it's so much easier yeah. to go, oh, I'm a fucking... Oh, I'm a, I'm I can a, talk a for mess. hours yeah. about what's awful about me. But when you suddenly go, what's great about you? Like, yeah. I don't. <laughs> I like to think that I'm funny. If I put a lot of too much stock in it because it is my job now. But I you tried are very to... funny for a minute. Okay, like, well, that, thank you. Oh, thank God. I can, go. <laughs> I can have a good night's sleep tonight. <laughs> oh, my God, that's one night's sleep. <laughs> um, but I, I like to think that I'm... Uh, I think a lot about other people and I do like try and do a lot to mm. support my friends and family and to... Mm. Um, and I think... Um, I mean, everybody's quite selfish, aren't they? But I, I try and be to think about other people as much as I can. I yeah. think I, I don't do a terrible job about doing that. That's great. Um, yeah, what else? I, I don't, don't know. I think, yeah. I think, um, <laughs> I think the, the, I don't want to say a bravery because I think bravery is the wrong word, but I guess just this, um, the attitude you have towards your relationship and just like fucking anyone else's opinion about it and being yeah. open about that I think is really cool because it then, it paves the way for other people who feel the same but haven't had the space to talk about it or feel like that. Yeah, well, I hope so. I talk about this a lot in my show that I'm touring at the moment. Mm. So it's um, just like, I think it's, it's and, and that is something that I feel grateful for all the time is my relationship. I think the relationship I built with my partner, mm. she's the best thing in the world. And I think the fact that we're able to like... Mm 
be open and honest with each other with enough that we've now got into this situation that we feel comfortable doing this mm. is uh, is something that I feel grateful for all the time. And that actually kind of leads me on to my next thing, which is we have a little segment we like to call Thank You Letters where we ask our guests to say thank you to or express gratitude for a person or a place or a thing or whatever you want. Well, I, I'll always express gratitude, yeah, for my partner, Martina. She's the best. Go on, Martina. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I feel hugely grateful for her all mm. the time. And uh, I I don't deserve her, I think, a lot of the time. I think that, 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 <laughs> that's the thing that I always end up thinking when I'm, when I'm feeling really down on myself and spiralling in negativity. Mm. I'm like, oh, you should just leave me and go find something better. Like, you shouldn't have to put up with me being a miserable git the whole time. Yeah. Um, but uh, then I support her through her blow moments as well. And... Uh, I think hopefully we, we make it work. Give and take. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to Argentina next week to see the in-laws. She's, she's Argentinian. She's there now. Sweet. And I'm going to go out next week. Where, so. where in Argentina? In Buenos Aires. Just oh. outside Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires. Yeah, yeah. In, uh, in, in, like the, in the burbs. It's not really like the... It's not the city. It's like... She sort of lives out in the sticks. But yeah, that was actually how I met your, your producer, Felipe. Well, we, we were saying this my, my Spanish, my first ever Spanish language Which is gig. amazing! Yeah. Because um, Felipe, my, my producer, Felipe, who's featured on the podcast for speaks fluent Spanish. And um, you went to the, the Spanish the Spanish mm-hmm. gig. Mm-hmm. Um, with Katie. With Katie. Katie Green, who's also been on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah she's great. She's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, we, we both did a gig in Spanish, which was something I never thought I would do. That's, ins- that's it, incredible. Right. That is yeah. that is another thing. Bravery. I'm going to add bravery to your list oh. of doing that. Because that I'll is... That. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> the, the greatest compliment I can give anybody is being fearless. I think it's fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, so. Oh, I have a lot of fear. <laughs> uh, I have plenty of fear, but you just but got like, to push through it. In that capacity, you just like, go it. Like, oh, God, I am riddled with fear but does the thing going oh fuck it fear yeah, again yeah doing stand up the first two years I did stand up every single gig I did I would mm. pray that the venue would burn down the whole the whole trip to the gig I'd be like I don't Something want, please no happen. one gets hurt but please just let this yeah. let me arrive at like a gutted mess of a building yeah, and I yeah, just have yeah. to go home and not do this I think comedy is such I, really, I think you have to be really fucking brave to do it it is you have to be really brave because it's it's tough. It's, it's tough. It's, and it's getting dumb. up on stage with a microphone and making people laugh. I've I've like I've dabbled with the idea of doing it and then being like, no, because I know myself and I know if no one laughs, I will probably die. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't be able to hack it. But in a way, that's the best thing that can happen. What, Once dying? you have one bad gig and dying on stage, you're like, oh, okay. Oh. And I, I and actually I didn't die I didn't in real life. Die. I, yeah. I still cringe about it a little bit, yeah. but it's, but it's like right. ultimately it's fine. And everyone has one, everyone everyone, everyone tanks. Yeah. Literally everybody does it. Yeah. And once it happens, you're like, all right, okay, well, this it could have been worse. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then once you've gotten past it, and you go, well, that's literally that is that is probably the worst that can happen. Exactly, it kind of stops the gig. fear. Really, yeah. It's like once you've had that terrible gig, you're like, yeah. okay, well, I know not to fear it now. There we go. Um, and speaking of gigs, you are on tour. I'm on tour. Yeah, yeah. You, and show very much talking about what we've been talking about. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's called Don't Happy, Be Worry. Because um, <laughs> that's how I feel a lot of the time. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to... I've, got, I've done a lot of the tour already, but I've still got a few places like Brighton, Bristol, Leeds, Oxford, nice. Milton Keynes. Uh, so, yeah, please come on down. Yeah. You, can, you can find... I'm, get tickets on my website, jackbarry.co.uk. I will link all of your socials and... 
tour dates and all and all the good Lovely. stuff. It will be it will be in the bio, dear listeners. So just scroll on down and you can find everything there. But I want to say thank you so so much for coming on. Thank you for having um, me. It was really really lovely um i want to i want to discuss a ton more when we don't have the microphones going on um (laughs) but uh but thank you i really really appreciate it thank you for your openness thank you for dealing with mickey who's now in absentia but gorgeous um, he is isn't he all day yeah i like he's he is gorgeous but and i act like i birthed him yeah (laughs) and i didn't i had nothing to do with how gorgeous he is i took him to the vet the other day and she was and the vet was like oh he's perfect isn't he he's absolutely perfect isn't he beautiful and i was like yeah, he is. Yes, like, he like is. I had something to do yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely fucking nothing. All we've got is kept him alive I'm to this point. I mean, yeah, and that's, that's something to be proud of in itself. Not for me, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Barely keep a plant alive. Um, but thank you so, so much. Really appreciate you coming. Thank you. Absolutely lovely. Bye. Join me next week with my beautiful new friend, comedian Vittorio Angelone. If you or anyone you know is struggling or needs help with the issues discussed on Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends, please visit the podcast bio where you will find contact numbers with people readily available to give support. Please get in touch with your survivor stories at either contact at whydoyouthink.com or on Instagram at emily underscore lang underscore UK. To have your story or your thank you letter read on the podcast, please put survivor story or thank you letter either at the top or in the subject line we really want to hear from you we don't care if it's a catastrophe story or a small win from your week your favorite place person or thing we are here for all of it don't forget to rate and subscribe and i'll talk to you soon ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good wild berry acai grape pineapple mango lemon and mandarin orange my favorite is the wild berry because i just i just love a berry so if you're like me and you're drinking water all day then try splash refresher it's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.